1: hello everybody welcome to game over charlie here from game over ottawa and i am joined for my first episode of the battle of ontario here by armand from game over toronto how you doing dude this is uh i think have you done any uh Head to head? No, I haven't the done the crossover
0: shows. We've only actually, yeah. I think, had one, and Fouad did it with a uh, mod earlier uh, this year. Yeah, and uh, this was a wild game <laughs> to, to be on. I think it was probably frustrating for both of us. I don't think either of us were happy with this game. But I,
1: actually, yeah. yeah, I was. I was. I was going to go into this being like, I think even, yeah, yeah. No one's happy. I mean, I think Leafs fans are just. In, they're going to be happier. But yeah, no one's perfect. <laughs> no one's like no one's completely pleased with this with this game um yeah uh leafs win um uh didn't love it anyway <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Leafs win four yeah, that, to three that had to um, be the most
0: frustrating game for a sense fans i mean complete dominance the entire like, time
1: like <laughs> yeah i just I'll, I'll i'll get in i'm gonna get into it later for sure but um it's a little too late into the season to be like, oh well, team got goalied. What are you gonna do? It's it's yeah, one of those games. And it's and it's true. The Sens did get the Sens, honestly, yeah, like I think we can all agree the Sens were goalied. Absolutely. Um if Tara Sancook could shoot a a one timer, maybe a different story. But not not yeah. to take away from those two saves on him because they were phenomenal saves by by Joseph Wool. Um yeah, uh I don't know. I, I guess just to, to to yeah highlight the the game that we just watched. Like yeah, just in general. Like I I, I I don't know if I would call it like domination the whole game. I'd say domination by Ottawa in the first period, and then for the next forty yeah. minutes, like definitely. The, I think Ottawa was the better team through the final. But it was a little minutes. more back and forth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was, and it and it was kind of sloppy on both ends. Like not a whole yeah. lot of tight defense from either team
0: (laughs) yeah no definitely not a a lot of good defense i was actually looking at the advanced stats for both teams coming into the into the game and both teams are struggling both on uh, goals against and expected goals against coming into the game and yeah it showed like really sloppy defensively i don't know how many breakaways there were in the game but it was too many for I think Matthew Joseph had, like, three. <laughs> like... Oh my god, he was giving us so much trouble. Matthew Joseph's speed and tenacity was just a pain in the ass to deal with, and if if not for Joseph Wool, this game would have been, like, I think, like, 8-4. Like, honestly, there was, like, three or four 10-bell saves that like would have gone in, for sure, on Sammy or Martin Jones. Like, there's no chance.
1: Yeah, Matthew Joseph his best has... game of the year. Yeah, yeah absolutely, and you know, I and I don't want this to sound like I'm taking anything away from Joseph Wool, but if Matthew Joseph had any like in tight hands. Yeah. Oh, dude. Like he, he's I mean, he's having a fantastic season, but that's just not yeah. it, it just sucks to see a guy who's usually better, like not maybe not like a perimeter shooter, but like you kinda like to have him shooting in the slot if you want him to score. So it's yeah. just it's just a shame that a guy who's so fast, so fast, yeah. just doesn't quite have have the hands for in tight like that.
0: Yeah, um, he's fast and he's a big body too. Like you could see the value. He was traded for was it Nick Paul? It was if Nick I'm not Paul. Mistaken? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you think of that like trade now?
1: Okay. Well, if you if you his past, if you'd asked me 4 months ago, it'd be a different story. Um, yeah. Cuz he's just having such an incredible season. Um, let me yeah. just double check the stats here cuz I, I I haven't taken a look at just sends uh as a team um point totals but specifically for matthew joseph like last season granted it was only 56 games he had 18 points he has 16 points so far this season it's <laughs> yeah, it's a, a bit complete of a step turnaround up. yeah, yeah. And, and i mean and, and no one's ever like questioned his defensive ability it's just that this is you're like this is a guy okay well if he scores 20 points and it's a good season um yeah i don't know what he did in the offseason but he's a different he's a different player this season he's unbelievable um, just yeah, the two-way ability is, today. yeah. I'm I'm thrilled with him. Um, which is funny because like I was I along with everyone else was uh, coming into the season was going, well, this is the guy you have to trade to make room for Shane Pinto because he's by far the highest paid player in the bottom six. um, yeah. by like about half a mil. So you'd think
0: he'd be the guy that you have to. No way, not happening now. No. Yeah, like I saw some trade rumors earlier in the season, and and looking at him now, like yeah, he. He's got he's got value. Uh, his finishing ability is pretty shit. Not gonna lie <laughs> from this game as well. But honestly, yeah. like the process wise, it, he's a workhorse. Like just completely outworking the least. I've, I've never seen him take a box. shift off. Never. Yeah, like just hardworking player. Yeah, he's going it's, full blast all the time. It's what the Leafs need the sometimes, time. like, honestly. Yeah, so. yeah,
1: but yeah, to, to answer your, your initial question that I completely went off the rails with, uh, how do I feel <laughs> about the uh, Nick Paul-Matthew-Joseph trade at this point? Um, You know, not to put my hater hat on too early, I think it worked out great given uh, being a Sens fan, watching Nick Paul play the Leafs in the playoffs. Yeah, and that's why the I brought that, it up. He's in my nightmare. yeah and, <laughs> like game seven. Yeah, and the oh, fact God. that Matthew Joseph is just like, playing like a genuine top six forward it's fantastic to see um and weirdly enough at his best he was on what was technically the third line with uh uh greg and uh uh tarasenko which was a really odd mix of players yeah but it worked (laughs) out great until uh greg got hurt then everything got shuffled around but um Yeah, so I don't even know where to where to start with this one. Do you want to start out with any any highlights, um, any like real standouts on, on the Leafs end? I mean, Joseph Wall is the Joseph obvious Wall. one. Yeah. So but...
0: on, let's let I would say for the Leafs end, let's start with Joseph Wall because right. easily, easily, easily the only reason we won. Uh, the two Tarasenko saves. You, you bring up the Tarasenko. If he shot it quicker, that was a for sure goal. Um, and especially on the first play, I even noted like Wall was a bit late to to do the lateral move and Tarasenko just takes forever to kind of settle that puck before shooting it. But the elevation Tarasenko gets on it and the shot is pretty solid. Like he did it twice in the same game. That's like two save of the year candidates on the same player in the same game. And uh, yeah, the only reason we won. And frankly, it's probably why he got injured. He looked so overworked. Like he was stretching his pad out pretty much every minute in like full extension and uh you know we're just going to touch briefly on the injury because it did not look good he couldn't put any weight on his left leg they showed it on the broadcast and that's it sucks because he was having such an amazing game probably the game of his career you know of his you know young career so far and i'm glad we got the two points but we're coming into a stretch where i think we have five games in the next nine days and our starting goalie is now martin jones and it's like not great you know so especially with all the injuries we have to the defensive core but yeah joseph wall just hats off to him like just a phenomenal game and honestly i think forsberg played pretty well as well aside from a couple i would think not I, great goals but yeah
1: i mean the only one that's really bad is is i've I'd want that Nealander goal back. He yeah, left that, so much of that I'm net open, at. and and yeah. grant that that whole play with Nealander, uh, scoring the fourth goal for the Leafs. Like, I mean, that whole play started with hit with with Forsberg getting no help in front of him. Um, complete yeah. defensive breakdown on that. I can't believe it. The puck didn't go in on that previous play. Um yeah. it just bouncing around the crease, and then the sends only get the puck as far as, as deep as the Leafs blue line. And for some reason, four guys change. And then yeah, the I don't Leafs know what the hell in. the Sens
0: were thinking there. Yeah, it's, like yeah, you know it's bad because like Jake McCabe, who's a defenseman, was like up on the rush and, and bringing. Uh, I think it was Jacob Chitran who's the the one D man back, and he brought brought him down low. And and Chitrin, like he does he doesn't have anywhere to go with that. Like he has to guard McCabe, yeah. and the Sens just didn't have that many men back there. I, I, it was a weird defensive breakdown for them, especially because they were having such a good game up until then. Obviously not defensively, but overall. Yeah, just uh, that one, I think Forsberg probably could have had. But other than that, I thought it was a really good game by both goalies.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, other than that, like, what are what are we dealing with here on uh, on that? I mean, the Marner shot. I mean, Marner just had a clear, like, he had a clean yeah. angle. That was a breakaway. Like, that's tough. Uh, Kampf was left alone in front of the net. Yeah. yeah. Like, everyone kind of converged, and, and nobody... Like he wasn't even within like. That's when uh, Kachuk came in to give him the yeah, hit and hit him. Kachuk, a hit, yeah. The by the time the puck was in the net, like Kachuk's hands hadn't even reached him yet. Yeah. Like he. I like, think KF yeah. had
0: a couple whacks at it. Like he had enough time yeah. to go at it like twice. Like uh, yeah. Yeah. There, I don't think Forsberg really had a chance there either. But yeah. No. Like honestly, goaltending was the difference. I don't know what the shot difference was by the end of the game, but I think it was, it was like. I think the sense got over 40 and we got just over 20 i think it was like a doubled up on shots. yeah so 40 uh 41 to, to 22 yeah jesus christ it's not good in terms of process for the leaves. Like it really isn't you know no. for a team that's a, that has stanley cup aspirations this is not what you want to see like they had a really good game against the bruins and they lost and then they follow it up with just a absolutely horrible effort and they get their sixth regulation win somehow uh but yeah like that's all to joseph fall and also honestly hats off to martin jones as well coming in cold you know no warm-up like i think it was seven or so minutes to go against a team that yeah. is shelling you is, is tough and he had i think two big saves as his first two saves of uh of the game uh when uh, i think it was josh norris got in really close uh with no one around him no least defenders around him and he stopped the initial shot and the rebound there So hats off to Martin Jones. Uh, The one goal he did let in also not his fault entirely. I feel like this was just a game of defensive breakdowns consistently back and forth and the goalies billing their respective teams out. But yeah, just I can't imagine either coach is happy here.
1: No, and it's a shame that we're both a fan of a team in this game because these (laughs) games with all these defensive breakdowns, they're the most fun to watch when you don't care the result, right? So when
0: you're not getting an aneurysm because of them.
1: Yeah, like any like any Nashville Predators fans who watched this game for some reason probably had a blast. You know what I mean? Like it's just Yeah. The, the the it's the best the best kind of hockey to watch when there 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 are no stakes uh for for your own team. Um yeah, like I don't know. Just just zero defensive I mean that's been like a theme for the Sens. I don't know about the Leafs as far as uh defensive structure yeah. goes. Um there is a lot none of defensive most break of the time. Yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> I don't even know where to where to, where to like, because it feels like every episode that I've done, um, it's it more often than not win or loss for the most part. Because up until recently, majority of the Sens wins have come in games where they probably didn't deserve it. Like it's it's weird. These two teams coming to this game and like you know, uh, everyone in the chat can tell me I'm coping, whatever. But like this, this is a fair <laughs> this is this is a fair comparison that the Sens... Coming So coming into this game, the Sens with two games in hand on the Leafs have two fewer wins than the Leafs. Both teams technically have 10, ten losses, but there are yeah. eight points between the two. Yeah, um, just pure OT. <laughs> OT yeah. Then, yeah. Know, like losses, the, yeah, the Sens, the only games that have gone past regulation for the Sens with the two games in Sweden. That's it. Yes, yeah. we, we it. had
0: three in a row. I was so certain, like absolutely certain that the Sens were going to score in that last minute to, to tie it up because like the Leafs have just gone to OT in like I think over 50% of their games this season.
1: It's 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 which becoming a meme now in Ottawa that the Sens can't tie a game. Yeah. Uh well it's it's now evolved to that. It, what it was before is the Sens can't score with an empty net. They just can't do it. So yeah. naturally they do it when they're down by two. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's, that's honestly just the way it goes. Yeah, and like when they had the power play at the end, I thought it was pretty poorly executed on the sense part. Oh, yeah. Like they could do a lot more with a six on four for like 50 seconds. And, you know, like hats off to the Leafs for getting in the lanes and blocking shots. I think McCabe had a, a few huge blocks at the end there. But like I was expecting a little more... Uh, uh, offensive pressure there like I, I didn't i was never really that scared when the six on four was happening with 50 seconds to go other than the fact that it was the time but like in terms of chances i thought the the leafs did a pretty good job of clogging clogging the zone and i don't think the Sens had their best power play effort there
1: definitely not definitely not um yeah, and I think just with this one uh, moment right now, where I'm struggling to figure out where to go with things. Uh, hey, everyone watching the uh, watching the stream, uh, feel free to click the like button. Uh, we know it's you know it's tacky, you know, hit that like button. It does help. It helps a lot. So <laughs> if you're enjoying if you're enjoying the stream, if you're enjoying watching a Sens fan, be really upset. Do us all a favor. Hit that like button. Subscribe to STPN if you're not subscribed, and uh, you know, uh, tune in for every episode ever because they're all great. Um, I guess I'm going to complain about the Sens for a second, and then I'll go to you, and you can choose whether you want to complain about the Leafs or talk them up a little bit. Totally up to you. But um, for the first time this season, the Sens have probably been the better team in four straight games. That hasn't happened yet. They have two wins in those four games. So at this point, which is like, I think on paper that sounds all right. Like it, the team's going in the right direction. They've been the better team for four games, On which I don't know. The game against Columbus, on paper, they I were the better team. Game. Yeah. Yeah. Like on paper, they were supposed to be the better team. I didn't see it, but according to everything on Natural Statric, they outchanced Columbus in every way. They outshot everything. So I'm just going to believe it. I, I'm, you know, I'm like Natural Statric smarter than I am. So I'm, I'm going to believe it. <laughs> um, and then the game against uh, Seattle, 2-0 win. No complaints there. Uh, somehow killing New York. The Rangers, the, Killed yeah. the Rangers on uh, on Tuesday. I can't no. believe that happened. And, and and I think Leafs fans, as as much as you hate Sens fans, guts, a lot of you, like you have to admit that the Sens were the better team tonight. So oh, four yeah, games in no, a row. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Four games in a row Sens are the better team. They win two of those games, and on paper, like that sounds good. Like it should be, that's reasonable. That it's reasonable that a lot of fans would say, "Well, that it's in, it's going in the right direction." The problem yeah. is, but we're past the twenty game mark, and it's yeah. like. The only reason the Sens aren't completely out of the playoff picture by the end of November is because they played like three games in November. Like, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. that's the way it is every single season. By the end of November, if not like earlier in the month, the Sens are have usually played themselves out of a playoff spot already, and they aren't nearly as bad as they were last season at this point, which is great. I am thrilled about that. It is progress. It's progress far slower than anyone wants it to be, but it is technically progress. So yes they're playing better and they're doing well enough but you can't be like well the sens have been the better team four games in a row when like they're under 521 games into the season there's like Yeah,
0: yeah you got to find and, and, and a way to close out games yeah, and, and they've on, they on had a, a fairly lead. easy
1: schedule too. It was a fairly easy schedule up until this point. Now they've played. I mean, granted, like they beat the Rangers, but it was Rangers, then Leafs, and they've got a, a road trip coming up where they're going to be playing Dallas, Vegas. Like it's they're playing That'll Detroit on Saturday. Like it's going to be a tough few games. Um, yeah. So all that to say, the sense of been playing better, and it already feels too little, too late. And um, yeah. you know, not to be like, oh. Uh, like it's doom and gloom. Like it's over already. Cause it isn't like the Sens could have made the playoffs last season. Like the stat I always go back to is they started the season six, 12 and one from that point on until the trade deadline, they played at 103 point pace. If it weren't for that awful start to the season, the Sens are probably in the playoffs granted the end of the season, fairly poorly too. So that's yeah. worth considering at the same time, but it just feels like this team is like playing themselves out of any sort of chance of the playoffs even when they're the better team. So,
0: yeah. And it's funny because like even in the Columbus game and the Leafs game uh today, they had the lead in both games, you know, and oh, yeah, especially yeah, in the Columbus did. game. Like they were destroying them when it was two nothing. And then it was like yeah. a quick two goals that uh Columbus got back-to-back essentially, and they just never got it back. And uh yeah, the Sens need to figure out ways to kind of close out games. I'm curious what your thoughts are, and I'm sure you've talked about this ad nauseum on Game Over Ottawa. What are your thoughts on DJ Smith? Like, is Uh, he? Do you
1: do you like him? Do you want him fired? Like, how how do I how do I put this? Um, so last season there weren't like like this is the season where it's playoffs or bust. Last season there weren't any real expectations. The only expectations going into the season were let's just hope that the sends are better let's just hope that this team has improved from what they were a year ago um so in a season with no expectations i wanted him fired in november (laughs) yeah so we've we're we're about to hit that 13 to 13 month mark where i've i've wanted dj gone And I hate to have to preface this every time because everyone's like, he's such a nice guy. I'm sure he is. And the players love him because they let him play pond hockey. He lets them play like (laughs) pond hockey all over the ice. Yeah, like just
0: structureless. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I don't know if he's ever chewed anyone out like between periods. Like he's like, I think the problem is not that I don't think he holds guys accountable at all. He's just not enough. Um, yeah. And just the way the team is playing, and, and, and like, we've gone back and forth among Sens fans. It's a lot of, like, there's no system, uh, positioning's awful, the defensive structure is non-existent. And at the same time, you can say, well, look at the players. They're not doing well enough, which, fair. Like, a lot of the time, the players just aren't playing up to the level they're supposed to. But, no, like, I, I, I don't think DJ Smith is the coach to get this team into the playoffs, or even if he is the coach that's going to get them into the playoffs, I don't think he's the coach to get them anywhere oh. close. Because, like, uh, dude, I, I, I'm I going back and forth here. Have, did you um hear about this? Oh, man, when would this have been? Uh, Probably about a month ago, maybe a little under a month ago. Uh, Did you hear about Darren Drager calling into TSN 1200 in Ottawa? No. So he, I didn't so hear about did, that. So... Drager calls into TSN 1200 in Ottawa and he says that, uh, this is just right around the time that the fire DJ chance started. And yeah. he goes, I think the, the, the fans in Ottawa, uh, just like want DJ Smith fired for the sake of change. Cause like, like he hasn't been the coach since 2019. <laughs> yeah. What, what are yeah. you talking about? Like you
0: need to give this coach. He's had a chance since you need like, to give him a chance. Like as if he's yeah. not one of the most like high. Hide- like you know years of service coaching the league right now that's, yeah like yeah
1: i can't i can't remember who i think it was um i think it was trevor shackles who posted a list on 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 twitter of like the full list of uh coaches who have been who are like who have been hired with their team longer than dj smith and it was all like cup winners or like perennial contenders that's it yeah that's, that's it like at yeah. this point I mean, I, I also don't know how long, like, Michael Andlauer is willing to hold out on being like 500 is good enough, which it isn't. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I have no idea how, how long the patience is going to last in the front office and, and, and in ownership. Um, well, when
0: ownership changes, it makes things a little more messy as well in terms of, like, wanting to instill change. You know, sometimes you want to have yeah. that stability and not have too much kind of going around. But, yeah, DJ Smith is an interesting one. Like, even with the Leafs, when he was an assistant coach with us, he was really well-liked by all of the players he's always been known as a sort of players coach but yeah like i i like him for a rebuilding team because you know morale's high and he's not too much of a hard ass and stuff like that but you know for a team that's looking to contend i don't know if he's the best coach i'm i was i'm surprised he hasn't been fired to be honest so i i'm shocked
1: frankly I, i i am um Actually on the subject of uh, coaches switching around how how does how does Toronto feel about uh, Guy Boucher so far?
0: honestly, I, i've I've liked him to be honest. Uh, like surprisingly, I was not anticipating to like him all that much. I know that there's some like back when Keith was on the hot seat uh, when we were kind of struggling to start, there was some talk about like, oh, if Keith gets fired, Guy Boucher would be the head coach. I don't like that uh i wouldn't want that in any way shape or form i think a little little, little
1: uh one three one action on the like, the <laughs> yeah,
0: leaves yeah, would be the, so the worst
1: team to try and do yeah. a one three one set one three
0: one with the leaves
1: imagine oh, asking God. nylander marner and matthews okay you guys just gotta clog up the neutral zone and see what happens no way
0: no way <laughs> oh that'd be a, that'd be a joy to watch i, I want to see that now not in any meaningful game but Maybe in no. the preseason. We'll put put a one through one out and see how it goes. But uh, do that yeah, in the Eastern Conference uh,
1: Final, man. It's it's rough to watch <laughs> sometimes. It's it's acceptable because your favorite team's in the Eastern Conference final, but then you're like, what
0: the fuck is going oh, on? Oh, Jeez. Yeah. But yeah, Gibboucher's is a, I, I've liked what he's done so far. Um yeah. Uh and on honestly, for like the Leafs in terms of inventing about this game, it was probably their worst effort, I think, of the season. Like even in games where you know they've played badly there's at least five ten minutes that you can hold to as like a good stretch of games like oh, with the Leafs it's always oh they never put in a full 60 but they can always put in a solid five ten minutes this game it was like shift by shift like there was good shifts but it was never a string of more than two minutes of like right. solid full you know defensive commitment playing like, good hockey. It was always just back and forth. And honestly, defensively, they gave up so much. It is a miracle. It is a miracle we won this game. It is a miracle when it was even close. And the miracle is Joseph Wall. Uh, but, yeah, like, just... I can't imagine Keith was happy tonight. Especially because, uh, I think it was yesterday's practice, he was apparently yelling at the players, like, pretty hardcore, about how it was a horseshit practice in terms of effort. So... I think they're probably going to get bag skated if I'm being honest. So, yeah, it was just not a good effort. Like, yeah. I, I wonder how many wise... bag
1: skate after a win. It's got to be single digits. <laughs> like... Yeah. Honestly, like, I, I I don't know what the deserved winometer is. Let me check right now. Oh, that's a good question,
0: actually. I, I You know what? I don't want to know. I don't, I don't even want to know. <laughs> this is going to hurt. Yeah. It's in here. I'm like, 70% Ottawa. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, dude, yeah. the, the shot chart for Ottawa is just like 20 shots right in the slot. that's, that's fucking insane. And yet oh God.
1: and yet somehow I mean, <laughs> Ottawa complete Actually, let me just make sure it's on all situations. Okay, never mind. So no longer in all situations, uh but uh on 5 on 5, Toronto had more scoring chances than Ottawa. Not nearly as many high danger chances, but scoring chances five on five
0: were um, 26 to 23 for Toronto somehow. You know what I found really interesting? And this was at the end of the second period, so it might be outdated now, but uh, the shots were like Ottawa was like doubling up the the Leafs in shots, but the Corsi, like in terms of shot attempts, was fairly even. It was something like 41 to 38 at the end of the second period. So, wow. which I thought was super surprising because I didn't think the Leafs were really in possession at all, really, like the in terms of uh, actually having the puck on their stick. The, I didn't think they had the puck on their stick all that much. And I was looking at the shot counter and I was like, yeah, they're getting shelled. But they were actually getting a, a decent amount of shot attempts off. They were just missing the net and getting blocked quite often, which obviously isn't good. But it, it, that was like interesting to me because it's not how I it, it didn't line up with my eye test at all that they were like actually shooting the puck all that often like i wonder uh, what the yeah. actual all, so, ended up yeah, being.
1: All, all situation coursey uh 69 ottawa 56 toronto so not
0: as lopsided yeah. yeah like you were saying as you'd expect um yeah and at 5v5 it's uh 59 to 53 which again wow. it's like it's pretty lopsided but not that lopsided like considering shot shot percentage was 36 to 20 in 5v5 so like it, it, it was just, it was just interesting to me. Like I think the sends were getting in, in, in lanes and blocking shots. And also the Leafs shooters were just, I think going for those hard to hit angles and, and yeah, they were just missing the net quite a lot, but it, it was interesting to me. Also the, the other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, Joseph wall. I would say the first five sens shots were on the outside, like near the wall above the hash marks. And they were really easy to stop. And I was interested if that kind of helped Wall get into the game. It was sort of like a warm up for him. Like right. there were like just really low danger chances that I mm-hmm. did not think were good. Uh, like was good shot selection for for the sense to kind of do for the first five shots of the game. And, you know, they controlled possession quite a bit. I thought they could have looked for more dangerous options that could have surprised Wall a little more rather than just like kind of putting it on net from like anywhere. And I was curious if that like played a factor into Walt having such an amazing game is just being able to get into it so early with five, like pretty easy stops. And then he was just like lights out the rest of the game.
1: It definitely could. Have. Let me just double check. Cause I, th- I have this in my head for the Columbus game. That's a similar situation. Yeah. Like in Cl- the Columbus game where Columbus won 4-2 to against the Sens, shots were 43-23 to for Ottawa. So I think there's a trend here where maybe not – it wasn't as bad tonight. Like, obviously, like, Wall had, like, a million saves that he probably shouldn't have made. Like, he was unbelievable. But it's kind of the Sens MO is, like, finish the game with 40 shots – and then DJ can be like, well, you know, got pucks on net, just wasn't our night, didn't get bounces. And it's like, yeah, because 30 of them were freaking perimeter, low chance, yeah. like, just, like, getting a shot for the sake of a shot, like, attempts. I don't know. Like, not the case tonight, but, like, you're, you, like, you're absolutely right, though. Like, the, to, to start the game out, like, the Sens were dominating the shot clock. And, like, up until that first Tarasenko chance, none of them felt... Real, like none of them felt like an yeah. actual, actual risky shot, um on on the side of the sends. So, yeah, I mean that's also that's that's entirely possible. And I mean I haven't watched enough uh Joseph Wall games to know like how he is if whether he's like one of those because you know like some goalies just like play better when they're getting shelled because they never cool off like they just kind of stay in that zone. How, like is that kind of his deal or is he Honestly, one of those guys that like you don't feel bad if he goes five
0: minutes between each shot? he's good regardless like he's had a obviously he's very new to the league he's a rookie this year so it's a small sample size but like if it weren't for him i think leafland would be on fire right now because uh samsonov hasn't been all that good and i'm not gonna really trust martin jones all that much uh to be a starting goaltender uh so joseph wall we knew he was good going into the season like with his playoffs last year and his last season as well um yeah, just a really steady goalie, like any situation, even if he goes in in relief, he's always good. Like he's always giving the Leafs a, sh- a shot, you know, to right. win. And today he he did much more than that, obviously. Uh, But uh, yeah, just like it's nice because I don't I can't remember the last time the Leafs actually drafted a goaltender that I felt fully comfortable with, you know, playing in net. And you know, it goes back yeah. to like Reimer, and Reimer's not that he's not that great of a goalie, you know what I mean? Like he, he was a starting goalie, but like you know, Joseph Wall is, is really a breath of fresh air for there for I think Leafs fans in general. Um, and we do have an update. Thief did say he will miss some time, and I don't think that comes as a surprise to anyone. Uh, it looked bad. And so we're gonna be relying on Uh, hopefully Samsonov when he comes back but uh, Martin Jones in the meantime and the Leafs are going to have to play a hell of a lot better defensively to get some wins because like you said with the Sens about getting 40 shots and losing it's sort of been the opposite for the Leafs they've been allowing a lot of shots uh, especially recently and they've been managing to get wins but uh, that's a lot a lot of that relies on your your goaltending being there and uh the goaltending has been there when wall is in net and we're not going to have him probably for the foreseeable future and you know that's why it's a a frustrating game like even we get if we get the two points like long term it wasn't a good game like you know losing out wall is is huge for us so yeah we'll see how it goes.
1: Yeah. Um, I guess I guess with that we'll um, how do you feel about throwing it into the chat um, see uh, see what people have to say in case uh, in case no one said anything interesting so far uh, hey if you have any comments on the game questions whatever throw them in the chat right now um, for anyone who hasn't really tuned into much game over yet this season we're just kind of changing things up or we'll you know go back and forth with the chat a little bit more towards the end of episodes now yeah um, just because a lot of us have a tough time. I'm pointing at myself a lot right now, have a tough time staying on topic when he's also <laughs> looking at the chat. So I uh, always do I'm, that I'm too, a yeah. big fan. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that change. Um, it does make it, you know, a little bit more boring for everyone watching for the first half hour or so, but it uh, it keeps me, I mean, I still have a bad, a bad time with completely losing track of what I'm talking about,
0: but um, yeah. I do so have a comment from Matthew. Saying okay. it is always funny to hearing go Leafs go chance on the road. I wonder what your thoughts are on that. Do you like the dueling chance when it's in your own barn? Because I love it. I love the atmosphere. Oh, of playing I, I think games. I
1: yeah. And I mean, like I'd be I'd be a hypocrite if I said that I didn't like it because I'm a Blue Jays fan, and I think it's hilarious every time yeah. the Jays are playing in Detroit or Seattle or Minnesota or wherever. wherever and like Jays fans are. I mean, great that's also because Jays fans just are across the whole country, but. No, I, my only, so I don't, I don't like have a problem with it. My only thing is I just, I don't like it when, because there are, there's like a section of Leafs fans who think it's such a great dunk to say that like, it's mostly Leafs fans in Ottawa when it's a Sens Leafs game. And like, I don't actually think it's that much of a flex when, you know, your lower bowl in Toronto is all a bunch of people in suits doing business deals and it's not mostly yeah. fans. You're priced out of games in your own city. So it's cheaper for you to travel, get a hotel. And like, listen, Leafs fans have been putting a shitload of money in the Sens fans pockets who are flipping <laughs> tickets for years. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. Um, but no, I don't think it's actually that much of a flex. Um and like I haven't gone, like I just refuse to go to Sens Leafs games in person. Um, last time I went to a Sens Leafs game, like I, I went to like a handful. Um, but like when I was a kid at like preseason games, like Leafs fans were like yelling at me. I was like, yeah. I don't, I don't need this. Like, I <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. Understandably, need in a home all. game, yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I, I love at, like... in a preseason game. I'm 12 years old, and Leafs fans are fucking yelling at me. I'm like. No, man, Uh, like let me go to the Sabres game. Like if I'm gonna spend the money, like I'm just gonna go to the fucking Sabres game or whatever. Like, um That does sound about right. Which actually is actually probably a bad a bad a bad example. I bet you Leafs fans are going to a lot of Sabres games in Buffalo too. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um, we we have those chants in Buffalo as well, you know. Yeah. So it's those two really.
1: Yeah. So all that's say, it doesn't actually bug me when it happens. What bugs me is when Leafs fans like, and I mean, like, not obviously, like, most Leafs fans have a ton of common sense. My problem is like, with the small group who, like, think it's the funniest yeah. thing and, like, how Ottawa doesn't actually have any fans. No. <laughs> yeah, the ring- get, I'm
0: <laughs> sure you're tired of the chirps on that friend. Like, it, it is a constant. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm one of the few people who's, like, been in a location that's good for where the Sens play. Like, I'm, like, I'm in the west end of the city. It's still a 25-minute yeah. drive for me to get there. So... <laughs> yeah. The Sens this season are rocking about a 90% uh, capacity through through this so far this season, which is phenomenal when you take into account the location. Because, like, if you work downtown, yeah. you're not getting there by 7 o'clock. You're not. There's no way. So if it's a weeknight, you're not getting to the game on time. So at that point, like, why would you go? And because of Ottawa being a government city, so many places just don't have access. Like Like, you know, like, so many, like, places like like businesses will have season tickets or whatever like the government like oh, yeah. and like being in the government like you can't do that here so <laughs> yeah it's yeah, just it's just
0: one of those things where like you know it's different when like in a Leafs game you can ho- like walk out of the office and walk down the street like five minutes and go to the exactly game, you know exactly like, yeah perfect location yeah
1: it's it's an and, and I and I will admit that the Sens the Sens arena is a horrible location it's terrible um yeah so when the Sens inevitably move downtown, and I'm still crossing my fingers that it happens, and Lauer wants to see it happen, um, and I think, I mean, well, Melnick wanted to see it happen. I don't think I was going to get in his own way like Melnick was doing. Yeah. Um.
0: <laughs> it, once the Sens are
1: downtown, it's going to be, it's gonna feel like a completely different team. Like the atmosphere is going to And it's to going to
0: be good for different. the league, too. You know, we want yeah. teams to succeed. So we have a comment from Jonathan Franzen. Uh, who says Justin saw, installed jo- Jacques Martin uh behind the bench I don't know if it's Martin uh, I assume he's French uh behind the bench it must be incredibly condescending to DJ Smith to have an advisor brought in i can only imagine the melodrama so i don't know who that so, is
1: oh uh, so uh uh Jacques Martin um so cards on the table i'm i'm a little yeah. young i'm a little young kid i'm 27 <laughs> so uh Jacques Martin coached the Sens back in the day. Um oh, yeah. Uh, from 96 to 04. Uh, when he left the team in 04, oh. I was eight years old. So I don't really remember that. Like, I was like, I'm like, you know, eight year old hockey fans. I'm a Sens yeah. fan. Can you watch the game? I watched a period, then it was my bedtime. So, like, I didn't really. Um, experienced that era of the Ottawa Senators firsthand. I always, I kind of grew up hating him because for a good chunk of like when I first like really got into hockey, he was the head coach for the Habs. So like I had a reason. I was, I was like, ah, that guy sucks because of this, whatever. And then, and then <laughs> I, as I got all I learned that like, no, dude, he was the no, coach for the Sens. <laughs> he was the coach for the Sens when they won the President's Trophy and couldn't beat the Leafs in the playoffs. That was him. <laughs> that whole section where the Sens kept losing to the Leafs Was he was head coach and and like like the height of the Battle of Ontario too? Yeah, absolutely. And he was, he so he was let go after the o three o four season, which was the last time that that happened. Uh, Battle of Ontario in 04. Yeah. Um, and then I think he went straight to Florida after that. Uh, obviously not really not immediately after there's a lockout, but he was hired by Florida for good reason. He was a great coach at the time and like won a couple cups with Pittsburgh uh, as the assistant coach there. Um,
0: so, so I don't is he know. Next it, it, up, then, like, what's the what's the deal there? Like, I don't is think that so. Dude's like seventy. Like, like, dude's like seventy oh, yeah, he's, now. He's he he seventy-one.
1: Yeah. Wow. So, like, I don't think he's gonna step in. Like, he's not behind the bench either. He's just like a, a senior advisor, advisor with the coaching yeah. Staff, which is cool. Um, they could use all the help they can possibly get. <laughs> um, but no, yeah. No, I I love the fact that 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 he is back in Ottawa, uh, and I mean, like, with the way things are going, like, and Lauer knows. Sens fans love the nostalgia between, you know, bringing Alfie back into the fold. um, That's for sure. And just, yeah, Jacques Martin and like they, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's a positive. I do wish that he was advising someone else who was coach, but it is, (laughs) it's a step in the right direction for sure.
0: Yeah. I was also too young to, to remember that era of the Leafs. I'm twenty six, so pretty much the same age. But yeah, like when that Battle of Ontario was at its like peak, I was just a little boy. Yeah. I remember so I, hating I, Alfredson. I, I remember hating Alfredson with every fiber in oh, my I body I hated Sundin. And that's it. So it's it, that's the <laughs> way it is. I remember when Alfie uh like mocked sundine with the stick throw. Do you <laughs> remember stick? That? Yeah. Dude. Yeah. yeah. That was such a big deal in Toronto.
1: <laughs> yeah. I remember um if we're just getting nostalgic. I don't know about you, but like I really became a diehard hockey fan. It was during the lockout because like, as a kid, I was like, hockey's mm. cool. It's on all the time, whatever. And then the lockout happened. I was like, I, Oh my God. I was like nine years old. I, I was like, it. I really, yeah. I really miss, I really miss hockey. What, what's up with that? So the, the first Stanley cup I ever stayed up for was, uh, 0506. So the first Stanley cup I ever yeah. saw handed out was Carolina. And that's like, just in my brain. That's like, that's like a <laughs> huge, that's like a memory yeah. that's like stuck in there forever. Um, so, Naturally, like that being the first season, I was like all in on the Sens was 05 06, which was a really disappointing year. That was actually the year I won my first playoff game that season. Wow. Uh, It was round one. It was a Sens against the Sabres. And the Sabres won in. I think the Sabres. I think. Oh, I might get this wrong. I think the Sabres won in six. And like four of those games went to OT. It was nice. Yeah, Um, Yeah, when I became
0: a fan, it was funny. It was like right when. The transition happened from the Leafs being a somewhat decent team to just being completely oh, trash for the next twenty years. I like yeah. became a fan like right as that happened, and then it was just twenty years of dog shit. So yeah, you know, Awful. fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then and then and then, yeah, and then and then things have flipped in the last uh, six years or so, six seven years. Yeah.
0: for the Ontario teams, honestly. Yeah. All right. Let's see if there's anything else. Uh, put your questions in the chat. Uh, da, 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 da. From the Curtis Joseph in the chat. So cool that you're
1: watching, bro. <laughs> um, Good job. Uh, so you're telling me that Ottawa is going to build a new $2 billion arena. I don't know how it's going to go. Um, currently, Ottawa is... Uh, there's there's kind of a fight right now with uh, with OSEG, the Ottawa Sports and Entertainment Group, who... It's, it's a back-and-forth battle between the city and uh oseg who does um like the 67s the red blacks um just everything that goes on at um at lansdowne where they want to renovate uh both the football field and i i I imagine some of that renovation is going to come into the hockey rink where the 67s play and the pwhl teams going to play uh come january and they're going back and forth where they want the city to pay for like a good chunk of it. And the city's saying no, and they're going back and forth. So that has been like a serious back and forth for a while now. And I imagine a lot of what's going to happen with that potential, uh, sends new arena is going to hinge on how this results. Um, so that's like been taking up a lot of time, uh, with, uh the Ottawa city Council just everyone going back and forth on this because yeah like it, it's just a back and forth of we want the city to pay for it well we're not gonna and it's just kind of back and forth so because like yeah, I think that's it's, always it, how it, it goes was it Cal- was Calgary a 50 50 split between ownership and the city
0: I'm not sure but it was it was a pretty high amount uh let me it check. Was,
1: Come yeah on. I want for some I want to say it was 50 50 and and everyone was going holy crap yeah it was 50 50 so I don't even know if that's gonna be on the table um but yeah, no, I don't know. Like, Because the thing is, too, to keep in mind is when Antlauer bought the Sens, he also owns the arena in Canada. He owns that land now. So yeah. maybe the move is do something with that land, try and develop it, and then that's going to be like a good chunk of the money that you have to put in for a new arena. I don't know. I don't it's know more what the than, is there. It's actually more
0: than 50-50 for Calgary. So of the estimated really? $1.22 billion, the city provides... Five hundred and thirty-seven million. The province puts up three hundred and thirty million. So that's about is that you know okay nine hundred million essentially. And uh, so
1: how so only like three hundred
0: something is coming from the team. Yeah, three fifty-six. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's, I that's
1: fucking think, Wild, honestly. I don't think that's going to happen in Ottawa. There's. <laughs> I don't. I can't see that. I can't see that happening here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'd be surprised if that was uh, going to happen.
1: Um, but yeah, nuts. like,
0: th- that is that is nuts. And I don't necessarily yeah, no, I don't think that's a good thing either. Like, you know, you want your owners to pay for it, but such is yeah, life. Yeah, uh, we have a question here from Mustafa over under six goals with Jones. Uh, oh, under. Hopefully he's good. He's got an 870 in uh, five games at the AHL so far, which isn't good. And he hasn't been a good yep. NHL goalie for like I want to say at least like six, seven years back to. It's like been a his while where he yeah. was like pretty solid, but uh, it's been a long time since he's put up a good season, and he's like thirty three years old. He's obviously not getting better in terms of age. I'm not optimistic, honestly. To me, I think this is a pretty good chance because I don't think Samsonov is out for a long time to maybe give Dennis Hildeby a shot. He's a very young goalie as well. He's twenty two years old. Um, he's played nine games in the AHL. He's put up a nine five really solid numbers. He's fucking huge as well. He's six, seven, uh, 22. Like just give him, give him a game. See what happens. See how he does. Yeah. Just see what happens. So like if, you don't if need the to over under is six and him. a half. Who are the Leafs playing next? Uh, that's a good question. Who are they? I think we're playing the, uh, we play Columbus a decent amount, but we play the Predators next, then the Islanders, then the Rangers, then Columbus, Penguins, Rangers. Okay. So, so in those in that six game stretch, I would say
1: three. Did you say tough Nashville
0: teams. next? Nashville next, yeah. Which will be interesting. Uh but yeah, it uh, N- Nashville's not that great. I, I, of an I'd go the under team. on six and a half against Nashville. I would go under on six too. Like Islanders also not a great offensive team. It's the Rangers in the in Pittsburgh that we have to worry about. <laughs> but it, it, that that I think will be when, back like, by then. Yeah,
1: and yeah, that's true. If if it, if it was the Rangers game, that's when like and Aaron and like if he's back Chris Kreider will have we'll
0: both have a hat it, trick or something like, yeah just completely yeah. feast on Martin Jones I mean come on yeah, yeah. it's not it's not the, the greatest uh, spot to be in I would personally play Hildeby uh just to see what he looks like in NHL time because he's <laughs> he's been great in the AHL.
1: Are they are they gonna make the Canadian Tire Center into a loblaws from Matthew? <laughs> that's an it's a great it's, the, the only thing the only thing anywhere close to Canadian Tire Center is uh Tanger Outlets, which is like uh an outlet mall and it is not close. Like it's a trek to get there. Um totally worth going to though, they have a beaver tail stand over there. So um, Oh hell yeah. If you're ever in Canada and you need to hit up uh I don't even know what's out in and Tanger these days, is there a Roots store? If you if you need if you need a sweatshirt and a beaver tail, go 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 to the Roots at Tanger. It's a good time. <laughs> I don't know what they're gonna turn that. like. They can't keep it a rink. There's no reason. If, if you put a new rink downtown, you got the rink there, and you also have a TD place where the sixty sevens and the PWHL team play. Like, there's no reason to have a rink out and like. Do they just revamp it to be like? I mean, you wouldn't want to make that a concert venue anyway, because everyone's gonna to want to play downtown. What What do you do with that building out in the middle of just nowhere? Just leave it. You just flatten have it a... and just develop a like a <laughs> like you just put like a bunch of houses, a couple of buildings. Like I don't know what you do with that. Yeah. I'm not smart enough to like even guess. I I have no clue. I have no idea. Huh.
0: All right. See. don't think there's anything else let's see
1: condos on top of a Loblaws. that's gonna be
0: that's gonna be a pretty small Loblaws if you're sticking condos on there yeah, there's some uh, speculation on walls injury uh someone says uh, Do- dr firewater dr firewater says uh thinks it was a pulled groin Super painful, but only lasts a few weeks, two to three uh, plus time to get back in shape. But, uh, you know, honestly, if it's a pulled groin, that's like best case scenario. I thought to me, it looked like he like tore something. Yeah, the, the way
1: because he, he just because yeah, because it wasn't the shot at all. It was, it was just the way he kind of like kind of yeah. twisted. Like, I don't know. If, yeah, it yeah. could be it could be a groin. It could be a knee. It could be a hip. Like, I have no idea.
0: I, yeah. And, and, and honestly, with the amount of work he was putting in, like. He might've strained it earlier in the game and then just yeah. a weird movement, just it gave way and he couldn't put any weight on that. So honestly, if it's two to three weeks, I'll take that as a win. Like that's not that bad of a timeline, but uh, I'm kind of holding yeah. my breath. Hopefully we get yeah. some more uh, just, clarity on that soon.
1: Yeah. The way he put absolutely no weight on that leg is concerning for sure. Which for some because he was putting no weight on one specific leg, that for some reason that in my mind it's probably not a groin issue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, you're absolutely like groin would be best like groin over like a knee or a hip would be a hip ideal. is the scariest thing for a goalie oh, to be. Yeah. Like, especially
0: yeah. when you're young. The the hip uh, surgeries is what took out Ian Scott, which was a uh, the goalie we took, I think, the year after uh Joseph Wall, um, who was having a stellar rookie uh or D plus one season and then yeah. his career ended at like 21 he had two surgeries and it was done like hips Shame are that's, that's such heartbreaking a big thing for goalies so yeah like i really hope it's not a hip uh issue yeah gotta to pray to the hockey gods that it's nothing bad yeah
1: all right well uh chat slowing down everything so uh, what, what, what do you say we call it there man yeah sounds good all right. Well, I'm I'm glad you finally got to do a head-to-head episode. This is my second one. I've done uh, the Calgary one uh so yeah, far. So
0: We're going to have a few more uh, coming up. It was it there weren't too many head-to-heads for the Leafs uh, to start the season actually in October or November really. So it'll ramp up now. Yeah. I do I do love that uh
1: that that the bosses at SDPN have decided to do this cuz like Yeah. And it's not just because I do the Ottawa show where like was going to get no views on a Sens Leafs game. And now the fact that everyone's (laughs) kind of put together, that's great too. I love that too. But it's just like, I I love, and and, and for anyone who's watching, who doesn't know, like we have a big like game over group chat and like, we're all talking to each other all the time, but we never really get to work with each other like this. So it's great that, that we're finally able to do something like this. And it's, it's, it's a blast. I look forward to it every, every time I see it coming up on, on the schedule.
0: Yeah, it's 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 definitely a blast. It's it's nice to have like actually like long form conversations rather than just uh yeah. texting about hockey all the time. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love it. Yeah,
1: either just yeah, like sending each other funny tweets or just like <laughs> yeah. on each other's fantasy teams, which let me you know what? You're you're in the call right now, man. Let me just let me just bring up fantasy real quick before we sign off here because <laughs> I need to gloat. I I just need to gloat just a little bit because we've got a we've got a game over fantasy league and um I'm in first by like not to pat myself on the back too much, but a lot. Um, I'm uh, holy I've shit, got, dude! Your I've percentage got, is crazy. Yeah, I've got. Uh, let me see here. Actually, can I go extended? Yeah, my wit- my my per- per- my uh, point percentage right now in first is six seventy two, and second nice is conscious. actually Lauren with a five ninety nine. Yeah. She's ki- and this is Lauren's first year doing fantasy. She's killing it.
0: Yeah, yeah, she is killing it. I'm That's middle of great. the pack. I'm five four two, six sixth in the league. I'm I'm winning this week though, so you know, maybe I'll jump up. Yeah, no, you're you're in that but.
1: position where like, oh my god, yeah, like a good week, you're you're jumping into fourth or third place. It's a know, really like,
0: tight league. It's like it's really aside tight. from the, the the top, the very top and the very bottom, it is so tight. So I just, like just want to bloat so real quick.
1: <laughs> um I'm crushing it in the game over fantasy league. Um for now. I now that I've now that I've brought it to the public it's all going to come yeah, crashing down. You
0: might have jinxed it. Yeah. You're going to end yeah, up last. Yeah, I, I think I may have <laughs> actually
1: am I, los- I think I'm losing this week. Let me let me check real quick. Uh I'm up 6-5 right now, but it's against uh not too bad. I'm up against uh uh Fuad who has not been doing well this season, so I got to turn that around in the in the last two days <laughs> of this week. Um anyway, I think we'll, we'll 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 call it a show there. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Um this was a blast. Um really glad that we got to do this sends leafs uh crossover episode um i'm doing the next one actually on the 29th i want to say oh nice no no not the 29th no i'm going to no that's the uh it's late december i think right let me let's just get that one going real quick just quickly check the schedule 27th, i think 27th okay there we go yeah Yeah, so i'm doing that one I, i think with fuad on that one
0: yeah i think fuad's on that one
1: um before we uh, before we call it, do you want to just quickly uh, preview the
0: next uh, Game Over Toronto episode? Just let people yeah, know sure. what the next one is. The next one will be on the uh, the 9th on Saturday against the Predators. It'll be me and Harnish uh, coming in to do the show. So it'll be a very fun one. Uh, we're going to talk about Tyson Berry as well because there's some news around him. Uh, so yeah, some,
1: some rumors. Yeah. 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 He's That'd not happy. Let's just say that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and then for uh, anyone who wants to tune into the next game over Ottawa episode, it'll be also on uh Saturday the 9th uh against the Red Wings. I'm going to have uh Terry McGurn on that episode. He's been on the show a few times last season. He uh for any any Canadians around our age uh who were really into uh the show 16. Uh he voiced uh <laughs> Jonesy on 16. Oh shit, really? Uh That's yeah. Dope. Yeah, I think I think it was on the show three times last season. It was a lot of fun. We were we were speculating the uh, Jacob Chickering trade like ten hours before it happened. Um, oh damn, that's that was amazing. a lot of fun. So so he'll be on the show on Saturday. Um, as far as the rest of his resume, I know he he's currently voicing Snoopy in like Peanuts stuff. So that's, oh, that's cool amazing. too. So he's he's kind of he's kind of super famous. <laughs> he's, he's, no. no he's he's great uh highly recommend tuning into that even if you're not a Sens fan uh, obviously watch game over toronto first if you're a least fan but any hockey fans watching terry mcgurn he's a great dude really funny guy and we always have a blast when he's on so uh and a big one sends sends red wings on on saturday night so that should be a fun because those games, the Sens Wings games so far this season have
0: been nuts. So the Red Wings today were fucking nuts too. Did you see? Like they they both scored. uh they were against the Sharks. They scored four oh, goals unanswered, yeah. and then the Sharks scored four goals unanswered, like in really quick succession. the The Wings ended up losing on in OT, but yeah. Did they, oh my god! Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. wow. <laughs> Which isn't good against the Sharks. Something
1: so, about the know. Red Wings playing in games where both teams score four goals unanswered, then they lose in overtime. I don't, know if, I don't <laughs> know if anyone batted the puck in out of midair in overtime this time, but um, <laughs> probably not. Anyway, we'll wrap things up there. Can you tell I have a tough time wrapping up episodes? Uh, thank <laughs> you, everyone, so much for watching. Uh, Armando, it was great to, to do this episode with you, man. I was really looking forward to it. Absolute blast. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see everyone uh, on the next episodes of Game Over Ottawa slash Toronto. I uh, hope everyone has a great night and a uh, good news. Tomorrow's Friday. Yeah. <laughs> tomorrow's Friday. All right, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye.